And we have another edition of Hoops Adjacent on the Athletic NBA Show. David Aldridge in a coffee shop across the street from Capital One Arena, where I'm going to watch the Warriors scrimmage the Wizards tonight. <laughs> I mean, oh, damn. Come on, man. He said, he, said, on, man. he said it was a scrimmage. Come on, man. Come on, Law. I mean, playing, you know, play, you could, playing teams, scrimmaging other NBA teams. That's, where, that's where, crazy. Where is... Where's athletes in action? They ain't available tonight. What's what's up? <laughs> you literally in Washington. I'm here. Come on, I'm just you could. Packs. Nine and four. The general still the mean, general still still uh still hooping or what? As, as I always say, I didn't make you do the thing that you did. <laughs> I didn't Man. make you go nine and forty three. Now <laughs> you did that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but your squad. Law at the exact opposite of the spectrum. The Clippers balling have one of the better records in the league going into the All Star break. A little stumbling here that we'll talk about coming out of the All Star break because I don't know if that's a blip, a hangover, or a beginning of a trend. We don't know. But look, y'all, if you want to read like great analysis with film that breaks it down in a way that people like me can understand, like old people like me can understand what he's talking about. Just read law stuff in the in the athletic. It's fantastic. It's so fucking good. It's just really good law. I mean, it really is. And you know, I could the respect that 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 the Hoopers gave you at All Star was just wonderful to see. It really was. I was happy to see that. They know you. They know what you're about, and that was great to see. Yeah, hey, I appreciate it. Um, y'all keep me young um, and energized and motivated. So. Um, I don't want to ever lose that. I mean, I, you haven't lost that. I, I watched you work for a long time. So it's a real privilege to get to work with you, man. Not just, oh, you know, getting to see you. And then we got Everyone's, my guy, Marcus. Oh, Mar- oh, Marcus. Marcus is here. There he is. What up, MT? Why aren't you here, here, first of all? Why aren't you here in D.C., first of all, to watch Steph get like I, 75 I, tonight or whatever he's going to get? <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't. I don't have to go to Warriors Wizards, so I don't go to Warriors. So unless there's like a White House invitation involved, I'm done by time. Do you know how hard it used to be to try to stay up you at said that it's game? A bit. <laughs> hey, so he said he's doing it'd be a bit. The end of the road trip, Warriors and Wizards. It was all bad, man. It was like you, you hug out in Chocolate City, and then at the game, it was like, ah, oh, that was rough. That was terrible. Nah. So I don't oh, go. Man. Nope, I don't go. I'll see you in the finals. Be, How about that? It used to, right. Well, you won't see you won't see the Wizards in the finals. It used to be fun here when they wouldn't go to the White House, and then Steve would talk about why they're not going to the White House. That was funny. Let's <laughs> say funny stuff about it. <laughs> that so, was yeah, that was cool. I remember them day. Remember they went to the uh, African American History Museum? Now, yes, 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 yes. He called my man Brick Tamlin. <laughs> oh that's true the law law let's let's get into let's get into the clip joint i i i I say this about teams all the time like most teams can figure out how to put a team together that's competitive or something but every team has to make one or two big calls and they have to get right they have to be right for the season to be successful and i would say the clippers Look, I didn't think it was going to work with Harden. I'm, I'm not going to lie. With Harden and, and PG and with Kawhi, I thought that they all needed the rock. They all needed the ball. 
And it's worked out pretty damn good. I mean, and I give Harden credit for that. Like he, he, you know, came in and he's the one that had to do all the adjusting. And he came in and played great. But what do you think as they come out of All-Star, where are the where are the areas they need to build on? Where are the things that they can build upon when the playoffs start? Simply put, uh, they need to be better at everything. As good as mm-hmm. they've been, they have so much room for improvement. And I'm not sure they get there. I'm not saying that to say I doubt them. I, I, I say that they have a ton of games against good teams and in very tough spots logistically, personnel-wise. Guys are already starting to miss time, a little bit of time. They have yeah. everything to improve on. I think the easiest improvement is offensively because they've shown that they can be among the very best teams in the league on that end of the floor. You mentioned James and the sacrifices he's made. The biggest sacrifice with him is the shot attempts. He's not scoring like you know MVP Harden, but his understanding and knowledge of the game is impressive. His perspective mm-hmm. and the fact that when he was scoring all those points and he was getting thrown innovative defenses – you know, like the Jazz picking him up at half court with two guys. Him understanding how he's been guarded and now the fact that he is a pass-first player instead of a score-first player has benefited, as you as you alluded to, everybody else. It, it makes the game easier on Kawhi because he's a guy who already is going to raise the floor offensively. It makes game easier on Paul, a guy who he was the guy that the Clippers front office and coaching staff in years past were saying, you got to be the point guard. You complain about Doc and how his his offense was and the personnel groupings there. Well, Paul, the ball is in your hands. And he Paul was really good. And then he wasn't as, you know, he wasn't able to do all the things that he needed to do when you had guys available. Russell Westbrook came to this team a year ago for that reason, like, Paul was wearing down, having to do all the things that you're seeing James Harden have to do. But James gets to do it with the talent around him, whereas Paul, it was just Paul and Kawhi as apex guys. So that's been cool. Where they're hurting themselves on offense is they're giving the ball away too much. And this team can't afford to turn the ball over at the level that they've been doing for a few weeks now. Because what happens when they turn the ball over, they old. They ain't getting back on defense and stopping uh, transition uh, going the other way. Right. Uh, and and the other part is, if you look at field goal percentage, a stat that people don't like anymore because there's all these other stats you can use to break down the game. But the simplest thing about field goal percentage is, did you de- did you make it or miss it? And that's it. There's no other, right. you know, there's no other formula. There's no other, you know, what did the cameras capture? You know, the sport views. No, did you make the damn shot or miss it? Clippers are all really in good ball at making out. shots. Right. Yeah. So what happens when you turn the ball over? You don't get to attempt shots. You're taking opportunities away from yourself. So if all things are equal and it's that the Clippers make more shots than they miss versus the other team and you're removing all of the possession-related factors, the Clippers will win 90% of the damn time probably. But – that's why the turnovers are an issue. They're killing themselves on that end of the floor. And then you get to the defense. They, they've been terrible um, for a good three weeks now on that end of the floor. Only the Knicks and Jazz have had a yeah. worse defense in that time. Yeah. And a lot of it, yes. again, we're not talking about makes or misses, DA. We're talking about are you ending possessions with rebounds? 
they will stop teams and then they have to play defense again. It's like in football where, you know, they they throw it short of the sticks. So all you got to do is make the tackle. They, they don't make the tackle first down repeatedly. You're on the field defensively 35 minutes and your team only has the ball 25 minutes. If it's football, it's easier to see that. You don't have to talk about make or miss in football. In basketball, right. we get caught up in who's making shots and who's missing shots. And we lose track of, uh, did the other team take 20 more shots than you? We're seeing that too much with the Clippers. Right, right. It's, it's, it's going to be a, a really interesting prospect when this gets to the playoffs. Because a lot of people are like, you know, man, I got the Clips, right? But in reality, the Clippers are comprised of dudes who have you know, kind of failed in that moment. We're not talking about make the playoffs, right? They've done that. So they've got guys when they get to that point, because that's what you got. You got to beat Denver, right? And then you got to probably beat Boston, right? That's where looking for the Clippers. What, what is the expectation just that these guys who haven't done it will do it? Or is it just like, when we get to that point, that's where Kawhi will take over because we know Kawhi can do it. Like this, this plan to win a championship. Is it on Kawhi to carry him when they get to that moment? Or are we expecting Paul George to deliver in a way that he he hasn't? Not not in the playoffs. It's about at that moment where you're facing the team and you're down two, three, two in the series. Who delivers? Is that is that where Kawhi comes in, you think? I feel like the narrative with the clips got colored by the bubble way too much. Um, because every time everything since the bubble has been Paul or Kawhi having not being there at all. Like that's Teron Lou's biggest issue. Teron just wants both Kawhi and Paul to just be in a playoffs and finish. Just post. They, just post. They yeah. haven't. They had like they're going to be fine. Like Paul, for all his playoff shortcomings, you know, from the bubble. Like Paul was on the same damn Clippers team that was down 2-0 against the Mavericks and the Jazz the very next year with the Jazz series coming with Kawhi tearing his ACL in the middle of it. And they completed those comebacks. And we don't really talk about it the same way. We don't talk about Paul and Indiana getting to back-to-back conference finals with a Stone Age offense. So Paul and Kawhi together is and with Teron Liu instead of Doc. No disrespect to Doc, but Teron's a different playoff coach than Doc is. I think that's an objective statement. I think that's all they want, especially with James. James has had playoff failures. James has also had playoff failures with other dudes who have failed in the playoffs. James wasn't playing with nobody in Houston or in Philadelphia, you know, who you would trust either. And the thing is, in Brooklyn, that team was damn good. That team had a 2-0 lead. And what happened? James blew out a tire. Kyrie, he sprained his ankle. James at least made it back. Kyrie didn't make it back. And Kevin Durant's shoe size was one size too big. And otherwise, (laughs) we're talking about the Brooklyn Nets going to the conference Conference, finals against an Atlanta Hawks team. No one would have picked that, the but, but law. That's my problem. That's my issue. That's my issue, and that's the thing I want because availability, to me, right? Of, to me, James Harden is really emboldening. He's literally playing two positions now. He's recreated his career as an elite point guard, which is really right. shows like how good this dude is. But when we talk about James Harden's career, it's always going to be something like that. It's going to be, uh, but this happened. Or with this happened with Paul George. Obviously, oh, but it was LeBron. But it was the Warriors, right? To me, the Clippers are a team that they should probably be in the West Finals. You know what I'm saying? And at some point, I I really, I kind of hope Harden gets the moment. Because to me, Harden, the thing against Harden was the Warriors. 
Like they were going up against a dynasty, and we kind of lose sight of the foe. These dudes outside of Kawhi Leonard got to throw Westbrook in there too. There's always yeah. a reason why they didn't get it done. Whereas Kawhi had some of those and he got it done, right? Like gets it done. So Kawhi's me, got it done, but Kawhi's failed for too. Kawhi's failed too. Kawhi got his rings, but I mean, shoot, Kawhi was on San Antonio teams multiple times where they blew two O leaves as well. Um, and I think you have to. It, it's got to be everybody. Everybody. Those guys have had successes. Those guys have had failures. Even in this moment right now, Kawhi's got to be better. You know, you can't just ask Kawhi to beat guys just because he's got the reputation of beating them. And even Kawhi knows that. That's why, you know, first game of February, they had to come back in Detroit, double digit deficit in the first quarter. And Kawhi's like, we're winning off of talent. And the concern is it's the end of February. And that talent is, you know, are they still winning games like that? Yes. They haven't gotten better this month at all the response has not really been there and there's a concern that the teams that can match the clippers from a talent perspective the clippers aren't executing well enough to beat those teams that's where you're going to run into issues in the playoffs you don't get another chance to play the thunder unless you meet them in probably the second round and are you going to be executing at a level to beat that team because that team has shown that they're comfortable playing the clippers the timberwolves anthony edwards is talking a whole lot of mess right now because there's nobody on the Clippers who can check him. And when they throw extra guys at him, that's when a guy like Carl Anthony Towns opens up and has right. success all of a sudden. That's right. a concern. We're going to see two more Clippers Timberwolves games, and maybe that changes. And that's what's the great thing about the regular season is, especially with the Western Conference being so congested, these games matter. In the Eastern Conference, we ain't having that conversation. Boston's running away so with that one. But Right. We have issues now that we can still learn a lot more about how these things might play out in the playoffs between now and April. So, so here's the thing about what you're saying. Like, it, you know, it always comes down to role players at some point in a playoff series. Somebody's got to make a shot that because they doubled the, the star, or they doubled both stars, and somebody else is open. So, who does that for this Clippers team? going forward is it someone is it terrence mann is it powell is Norman it Westbrook? powell baby is it you know what i'm saying like does somebody's got to be that guy who's to get me 19 in a game on the road where he just makes seven or nine from the floor i don't care how he makes the seven it can be seven layups i don't care but he's got to make seven or nine um who does that for this group Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I know I'm looking outside right now. Sun's out, birds are chirping. It's time to start getting outside. Uh, I know that I like to get outside and play basketball with my kids. And honestly, I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys. And Peloton is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching 
you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. It's an interesting group because role players, I think we define a lot of role players as, are you not the one or two guy? And if that's the case, you got guys who are quote unquote stars who have to be role players. In a yeah. lot of ways, Paul George is the role player sometimes because James is the primary playmaker and Kawhi is the guy that every team is going to double and take out. You right, can't right. Go, you can't do that with a third guy oftentimes. And oftentimes yes. that leaves Paul right. open. Paul is a big swing factor. Russ is a guy who people think is a star, but Russ has he's a backup point guard on this team. He's not even a six man. Norm is. So right, the truest right. quote unquote role player would probably be you're 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 talking about only you're only talking about Norman Powell and Terrence Mann. But those mm-hmm. other guys have to play roles in a way where they're not in a traditional star star role because of either where they're coming into the game or how much they have the ball. Paul does not have the ball nearly as much as he used to. And when he's right, that dude is the swing factor. He 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 can knock out and eliminate any scheme because of his ability to move off the ball and shoot when ready. But they got to get that guy healthy. He hasn't played like consistently good basketball i would say since the first half of january and and um you know that's obviously a consideration for most teams norm we know what he can do terrence is a guy who he's the last option but i don't think terrence is ever going to touch the ball enough to i mean we've seen it in the playoffs with terrence but i don't think uh the clippers are going to be like hey terrence we need you to drop 20 when terrence drops 20 yeah they're going to win but Terrence, Terrence <laughs> right. scored 20 points literally game. one time this season. You know, that was Friday well, wait, night. Okay, but they're, but then they're also, to your point, you know, if they're turning a the ball over a ton, too much, right? Too much. I mean, Harden is still kind of heliocentric in this, in this way. He's not shooting it, but he's still pounding it. He's still, he right. still holds it a lot. So how do they cut down on the turnovers? Doesn't Harden have to be more careful or, or is it? You know, don't throw the ball to this guy or this guy. It in, has in to be more careful. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. That's the, that's the execution part. I, I I think they do a lot of, first of all, they're too slow. They get into sets just just slow. Like you, you look up the first two passes, it's already eight seconds on the shot clock. That's not good offense. That leads to turnovers because now you're rushing. Right, right. Uh, and right. and the other part of that is I think with, with, with James – James has to just be decisive. And I think when they're decisive, like I think James plays a little bit better sometimes when he knows he has to score because then it's like, you know, all these options are nice, but j- just play, just play. And I think James is the type where you can trust him to figure it out. And Kawhi is the same way. I think Kawhi just needs to get in a rhythm. Kawhi's turning the ball over more than I've seen Kawhi turn it over in some time. Um, and a lot of that is active defenses. I've seen them play the Thunder and the Grizzlies coming out of the All-Star break. And both of those teams are – I think the Thunder are top five for sure, forcing turnovers. Memphis, mm-hmm. they don't do a lot right, but they're going to they're gonna force you to turn the ball over. Uh, some of these teams that aren't good, they still are like, we're not going to win the game, but we're going to win some battles. And some of the battles is we're just going to try and force live ball turnovers. I'm talking about the two guys who are going to touch the ball the most. I'm not talking about role players here. 
So those guys, if they're locked in and both have shown that they can be, they'll clean that up. That's why I'm not worried about their offense. I am worried about the defense because they ain't going to grow, D.A. (laughs) (laughs) And they're not going to get younger, right? (laughs) Not going to get younger. That's a concern. I don't know how they fix that. Is is size your? You you think that's going to be? And I mean, obviously, again, Jokic, that's what you mean. Look at Gobert and Towns in Minnesota; they're big. He's still like size is going to be the the Lakers are big when they're healthy. Lakers big, yeah. Yeah, Um, I don't care about size at the center position. I care about size at the forward position because Mm. the Clippers have enough um, usable depth at that at that five spot where. You're cool, but let's say you're guarding the pick and roll with a five and you're at the top of the key. That exposes the low man has to be a presence as well, both in rim protection, paint prevention, and then the the defensive glass to end and finish possessions. The Clippers can do a lot of things really well to stop the first action, but they will break down if they're in rotations and someone smaller than a center has to protect the rim. That's a Kawhi thing. As good as Kawhi is, typically Kawhi, they're asking him to be that guy, and he's been hit or miss in that category this year. And then they just get killed on the glass, and it's not the big men. It's the guys who, outside the centers, who is it? Is it Are you playing the Timberwolves, and is Cat interested in rebounding? That doesn't always happen. There's been The Timberwolves are not a good offensive rebound team. You're not worried about that as much. Um, but there are some teams that they crash the offensive glass and they see opportunity because it's the Clippers. like the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The Golden State Warriors. You don't look at them as a big team, but you look at them as a as an active team, and that means you still got to get bodies on guys. And are the Warriors big at center? No, but are the Warriors physical and athletic, especially with Kaminga? Yeah, you not know, if you're a Clipper. It's funny, man. All the things you're talking about. The tags, the low man, rebounding, help. Isn't all of that PJ Tucker? Isn't that all of wasn't all of that supposed to be PJ Tucker? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like it was PJ Tucker it, some time ago. I don't yeah. They're trying yeah, yeah. to introduce PJ in the rotation. And all you're doing is being like, This is why we parked PJ in the first place. I know yeah. it was an agreement, but PJ you're going to have to guard on the perimeter. PJ is six five, and and he'll be thirty nine this this in, right. in May. Yep. We're we're talking about verticality. When we're talking about like PJ can, he's going to give effort, and he's going to yeah. Hit you somebody. can't tough your way through everything. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I saw PJ Tucker trying to guard De'Aaron Fox Sunday, and I was like, I don't know why we putting you know this. This is not the position that you want to put him in the like, king look at them dudes too yeah like P- pj can guard a guy like Jokic or a guy like zion williamson right. and you'll be right you know like he can probably guard cat and rudy i want and be i want him guarding bigs that's what i'm saying like i want him yeah. to be the to be the 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 low man in in a pick yeah. and roll five but man we pick ain't, roll. but we ain't worrying about the first action the primary stuff we worrying about yeah, are you right. helping and or are you rebounding yeah. and they can't right. rebound with him on the floor because he'll hit a body, but you still got to jump sometimes to get that thing. Still gotta go get right, 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 right. If <laughs> I see a game where PJ right. got more fouls and rebounds, then are you helping? That's the issue. Yeah. Is 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 there a what defensively, right? Especially when you start talking about some of these players in the West, like OKC. 
are they still as good point of attack? I mean, we Kawhi is obviously a, a Hall of Fame defender. I, I still think Paul George, you know, not obviously not been much this year, but in him is still just incredible defensive savvy. And obviously dealing with James, you got to throw Kawhi on somebody, got to throw a call on somebody, get somebody. But are they still as good at point of attack defensively? Is that going to be a strength in the postseason? Like when you got a Fox or a Shea or that type of that type of guard? I think that's the biggest issue with the Clippers defense um, before the rebounding conversation. They're letting teams in the paint way too easily. And I think the Clippers are really good with their pick and roll defense. But I think when Avitsa Zubats is straight, his, his calf kind of flared up on him uh, in, in January, I think they kind of got away from that. Now, Zoo's been back for uh, this month. He came back in Miami. I, I think they need to tighten that up. Uh, but it's not just the center position. Like, it's the guys that you're talking about. Uh, Terrence Mann has to be a lot better. I think Terrence is really good guarding in isolation. Really good when it's just simple one-on-one. But when you bring a ball screen into the action, and this happens with a bunch of guys. That's why Terrence is starting. Terrence is like that cornerback who is like, man, they going their stats are gonna look bad, like because the ball's always going to them. And it's you staying away from Kawhi, you're staying away from Paul. Right. Um, right. Like Terrence has to be the guy guarding the heads of snakes. And he can guard those guys and compete for a good 20, 25 minutes. But Terrence is struggling right now with screen navigation and 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 I think that that needs to be tightened up a lot. And I don't think there's a good enough alternative. You're not going to put Paul and Kawhi on those players for a full game um, unless you're desperate. A desperate also means being down 2-0 or, you know, facing elimination oh, in the playoffs. Right. So right. we might right. see that. But, you know, I think the only guy that right now I would say is a good, you know, consistently good at guarding screens right on this team is, is Russ and – I don't worry about Russell Westbrook defensively. It's the other stuff um, sure. right now with with, with, with Russ. Uh, there's a reason Terrence is so starting. Is, is there used to like a playoff time? There's still a level defensively that Kawhi and PG can get to, or do you feel like girl, their best days at that are behind them? Both. Both. Like, I can't – physically, I can't – you can't rely on those guys to be the players that they were five years ago um, or even for, you know – when when this era with T. Lou started, I think that both are impactful players defensively because of their hands, because of their smarts, because they are the only guys on the team with the adequate uh, length um, at their respective positions to affect guys on a consistent basis. I think the big thing with Terrence is Terrence don't have the same hands. He doesn't have the same length. I think that gets guys. Uh, I think Terrence, even though he's a little older than people think he is, he's still in his fifth year and his first year as a starter. I think those things kind of matter. He's getting chewed up a little bit right now. Um, he'll be he'll be better in a different uh, situation. I think the Clippers coaching staff, they know where they're at in the West right now. They know that they have another level to get to from a schematic standpoint as well. You don't want to throw all that stuff out in the regular season. So T. Right. Lou is experienced at having unserious defenses after the All-Star break and then turning up another notch once you get to um, a, a seven-game series. But you are dealing with older guys and you're dealing with a certain lack of a type of player personnel wise. Um, and I think that's going to affect them. Not a ton of practice time, right? Oh, can I make a note about that? Can I make a note about that DA? I went to practice today's Tuesday. They play the Lakers Wednesday night. 
after the Lakers game, the Clippers have two games the rest of the year where they have more than a day off. Why that matters. In the NBA, you typically practice when you have more than two, at least two days between games. The Clippers had the benefit last year and the year before of just the fewest games after the All-Star break, especially that especially helped with Russell Westbrook came to the team. They bounced back from that five-game losing streak last year in Russ's first five games because they had so many games where they had practice and not traveling before those games. That is not right. a luxury that the Clippers have. It's the exact opposite. They have the most games of any team in the league after the All-Star break, and the only time that they have two days off before practice at all the rest of the season after the Lakers game will be before a five and seven that starts with a matinee back to back. And then you've got a mini series in Portland um, right after St. Patrick's day. That's it. They will not have the luxury of really being in the gym and being able to practice until the playoffs. Well, it's funny because this the rest of the year is crazy. <laughs> the rest of the year. That's amazing. Isn't that crazy? Oh my that's God. Great. That's great. And for an old, for an older team now, the playoffs changes for everything because of the days off. But still, getting out of the playing, yeah. staying out the playing changes everything. Them five days is going to be critical. But you got to get there. Yes. And getting there, yes. we're going to learn a lot about the Clippers and their all right physical endurance to get there. So they shot their shot. Now look, I, I gave them praise for for getting hard and right, and I still do. But they shot their shot with that. I mean, not only did they get rid of half of their bench in that trade. They basically, they have no flexibility. They couldn't go get Tyus Jones or somebody like that. They literally couldn't do it, right? right? So right. so how do they, man, I mean, I know in the playoffs, everybody, all the, you know, the big guys play more minutes. I get that. That's that's the way it is. But, boy, they're skating on thin ice here a little bit with this, right? Because they just don't have, I mean, would they put, would they throw Bones Highland in a playoff game if they wanted to just pick up the pace a little bit? I yeah, this, I mean, like bonus. desperation, right? That's that down 3 0. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, right. I'm interested to see if Bones gets another shot. I mean, Bones came into this season because, you know, this has been in my mentions for a long time, guys. So Bones came into the season knowing that he was the backup point guard to Russ. And he worked yeah. his ass off. Uh, I thought that he came into the year with the right mindset, was ready to go. Team embraced him. When I say team, I'm talking like Kawhi was like, we got two point guards, Russ and Bones. So Bones was ready to go. Now James gets to the team and Bones was still in the rotation, but the rotation was horrible. That's why you had a six-game losing streak because you're trying to come off the bench with Bones and Norm and still have Russ and James in your starting lineup. They make the switch to have Russ come off the bench, Terrence in the, in the starting lineup. Norm is still there. You have four guards ahead of Bones, and three of those guys ain't missing no playing time. Norm just missed his first game of the season uh, over in Memphis last Friday night. Russ hasn't missed a game all year. James hasn't missed right. a single game since he debuted with the Clippers. There's no playing time, especially if you don't want these silly three-guard lineups that some of these teams like to do, like last year's Clippers. <laughs> this ain't last year's Clippers. So – in that time, I don't like putting sock in the bo- uh, garbage time a lot of times. Bones has had a really rough go at it. Bones ha- has just – I feel like Bones has to lock in, and I think that's happened. But the fact that they had Bones and PJ not go to Golden State for that last game, Teron right. Lou pretty much called it out. He was like, guys want to play. You want that, but we don't have the rotation space for that. 
and you can't have guys like not do the little things or not practicing with the same urgency when they're not playing as they are when they are playing. I think that's what happened. I think with that will happen with a vet. That'll happen with a young player. That's what has happened with these Clippers guys. Bones, if he gets an opportunity, he better show that he's ready because that hasn't always happened. Bones has to play yeah. the game the right yeah, way, make the right absolutely. passes. He's got to take the shots that are available to him, and then he's got to compete defensively, which is always going to be hard for a player that is as slight as he is. And he's talented, and the, and the team wants him to be a part of a future that doesn't have a lot of draft picks or young guys in the pipeline. But I'm not looking at Bones as someone who's going to save the Clippers from a – they don't need – they honestly don't need that. They need guys to get stops and get rebounds and make the right play consistently. Do you feel like the uh, the, the rebrand of the Clippers is going to be worthy of the intuitive dome that you? I think so. I, I really do think so. I mean, like, I'm just glad that they did something. You know, no one was happy with what happened in 2015. Uh, internally, especially externally, they they were widely panned for it. And um, the, when we knew that the new arena was going up, everyone was like, what's going to happen to actually make it so that you're separating from this era of just poorly designed brand, basically. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it was refreshing that they were going to do something. It's refreshing that they put a lot of resources into things this time around where in 2015, it was let's separate as fast as we can from the down the Serling era. Uh, and, you know, that was haphazard back then. They learned from it. Uh, they put a lot of the effort into it. I per personally think that it's refreshing. Uh, people wanted red jerseys. You got your red jerseys. Um, <laughs> people, I guess, didn't know what a clipper was. Look, eight-year-old me right. didn't know what a clipper was, you know. Right. But I didn't know what a lot of teams were. I didn't know what a Knickerbocker was either, you know. <laughs> so... I mean, putting, uh, <laughs> right. So putting actually like paying attention to what the fans, the, the, the base wanted, and then also giving some people who will never be Clipper fans, but they'll be connoisseurs of things that look good or, or just things that are part of the NBA brand and can respect it. I think just doing something to freshen things up is, is huge. And so, um, you know, that matters for the Intuit Dome. It matters for the, for the, for the city. It's a Lakers town, right? What what the Clippers Absolutely. have done is they put a footprint in this city in the Steve Ballmer era. Like you go to LA, you play on a court, and you see these Clipper logos stamped on the backboards and on the. They've beautified all the parks and recreation centers. Well, guess what? Now you're getting a new logo for all that stuff too because it needs regular maintenance. So it's it, it's 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 invigorating. Uh, they have a lot going for them, and really the only thing that they need to need to do that is in their in their grasp is to actually put a damn banner up in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see about that. I mean, that's the, uh, but I, I simple, do think simple, I mean, but, but not simple. Right. Right, 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 right. But I do think the, the building is going to make a difference. Having their own building is going to be, I just uh, transformative, maybe too strong a word, but I think it's going to have a big impact that they aren't the second tenant all the time. In, oh, in absolutely. We just talked about the schedule. We talked about the five and sevens. Right. We talked about the matinee games. All of those things are because forget second tenant DA. Like this isn't even Third, Wizards cast we're talking about. It's yes. Right, right. Like the yeah, Los Angeles yeah. Kings are the first tenant and then the Lakers right. get everything after that. I would even argue that, you know, 
shit. We all seen then, Taylor Swift get a damn banner in there. It's like it's right, the right, busiest right. building in the country. Right. And then you know the Grammys, right? The Grammys. Yeah. Exactly. The Grammys are theirs, which means they kicked out and they play the longest road trips out of any team outside of San Antonio on an annual basis. Like right. all of those logistics are now under team control or the team has a lot more control over them starting next year. We're going to see what shenanigans come with the Intuit Dome, but we know what they're leaving behind in this era. So, yes, that will affect you. That will affect your win percentage. It will have a tangible, tangible impact for sure. What else is going to be in there besides them? I mean, Billy Joel about to play a show. <laughs> usher usher uh, usher usher already he played the super bowl he was already like you know what instead of a day let's let's spend a week here i don't uh like <laughs> it is they're moving everything there like right now they split the practice facility the headquarters and the playing arena in three different yeah. facilities they're gonna have everything there they're gonna have a another adjacent court uh i don't know how the heck that's gonna work all the all the young bulls from Inglewood gonna just show up and play, you know, whenever they want to down there. Uh, I, I guess that's how it's gonna work. It's gonna be very fun to see how that works out. I mean, Steve bought up the whole damn area. He bought up the Kia Forum Some as well. <laughs> so we're gonna learn. We we're gonna learn a lot. <laughs> but as far as the basketball team, it's gonna be the Clippers. I'm sure some high school teams are gonna get a chance to play some big games there. I'm sure you know right, right, NCAA right. is gonna get involved. The Olympics are going to be here in LA in summer of right. 2028. 20, 28. That's right, right. Like, like there's going to be a lot happening. Um, and so that's huge. But as far as NBA basketball, one team is going to play there, and they're not sharing it with a damn hockey team either. So that's right. going to be significant. This is a building for the first time in this team's franchise history that was built specifically for them. For them, yeah. yeah. No farm club on this one. What they doing? Well, I mean, they ain't got forum club players, to be honest with you. I mean, unless you count James. But... <laughs> what you talking That's about, man? James, I had that thing turned out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sign the... we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about it in June when they announce his new contract. The Intuit Lounge. Marcus, the Intuit Lounge. It's going to be hype. It's going to be hype. Gonna be... They going to want to get into it. I'm telling you. you know? we'll, see who, we'll see who they Photoshop alongside Kawhi next year. Oh my goodness! No, but this is their squad. This, this they ain't, they can't make no big changes now. I mean, well, I gotta is, see. I think, I think Paul is his situation is interesting because like, well, that's true. Knew, no, you're right. You're right. You're everyone right. was right. like, hey, Kawhi took less to, and Kawhi talked to Paul, and Paul wants to be here. His agent says they want to be here. The front office says he wants to be here. He from here. Podcast popping. Yeah. Everything makes right. sense. He's the red jerseys before anyone else did. Right, but right, 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 right. This is the LA Clippers. Lawrence Frank is still the guy in charge. And if I know one thing about L Frank, is that like he can do anything. He can do anything. They signed Blake Griffin to an extension at the end of Live City, and they put up, you know, they put up all the civil rights to get Paul <laughs> to be a Blake to sign that contract. And that dude didn't even make it. That dude didn't even make it to MLK Day. Remember that shirt? DA, yeah, please tell me, please tell me somebody got fired off of that because that was the that was the most the most heinous thing I've ever seen an NBA team do. Look, man, whole 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 league saw that, John. So it's like what makes things a little easier 
you know, oh things are God. harder because these dudes want to play together. Lob City, you see it with every little beef that starts with some podcast, whether it's JJ or yeah, Pat yeah, yeah. Not, they, right, right, Those right. dudes didn't like each other for years, right? So they broke <laughs> right. Lob City up and then they, you know, eventually let those guys go. This is a harder group to break up because these guys want to play. Not only do they like each other in general, but they're from here. It's going to be harder to break them up. But yeah. until that contract gets signed, and even when the contract gets signed, you just got to pay attention. You think, Paul's body you think, ain't the same. Yeah, right. You and think Philly's for real? I don't want to even put a destination on it. None of these other teams present ideal situations. The ideal situation is with the Clippers. So I heard the Pacers stuff. I've heard the Knicks stuff. I know who Paul's represented by, like the Sixers stuff. Like, I don't think Paul wants to do all that, but we got to see – we got we got to see what the dotted line looks like, and I think the the concern is always going to be there with Paul when it comes to you know maintaining his body. Paul, yeah, yeah. right. Paul is I I mentioned how Paul is like a super powered role player in this offense that's mm-hmm. on the court. When you get to the end of a season, when you get to negotiations, when you get to who you can trade and who you can't trade because you have to maintain this roster in this era of the CBA that we're in, you have to look at. Paul George will be in his 15th NBA season next year. His body has been you, – you, his body has had to be heavily maintained. What kind of years are you committing to him? He's still an all-star, but how long is that going to be the case? And when do you lose value on him? And that is the same combo you had to have with Blake. Blake's body, they got off of him quick. And it was a tough trade to make from a franchise standpoint, but it was the right trade to make because trading Blake created the opportunity that they have now. Well, they're the oldest team in the league. They weren't the oldest team in the league when Paul and Kawhi got here. So how do you do that from a team building standpoint? Right. Well, we're going to see. We're going to see. L. Murray, Law, you the best, bro. I appreciate it. Appreciate you jumping in. We're going to have you on some more because you're on point. You got the tie game going. To, look at him out dressing us today, Marcus. This is embarrassing. Look at this. This is just today. Ridiculous. Today he all is. Uh, you're right. You're right. You're right. He clean. He, oh man, got the button down. Laying down the law here. You feel me? He laying down the law. I, you know, I gotta, I gotta switch it up every now and again. I can't look like every a pillow every day. Yeah. <laughs> my man stay safe out in them streets man the rest of y'all leave that five-star review on apple spotify google wherever you get this fine american podcast marcus bro if they can't leave the five stars what they need to do keep it to yourself you haters we won't let you into the intuit though to the intuit louds you can't get into it <laughs> Can't get into it. We won't be able to get into it. <laughs> <laughs>